0: Love, Talk Radio. Great join. Good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating and Truly, the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business, and this very day you are going to learn the tale of how to innovatively niche yourself from one of and you're going to learn it from one of the most up and coming creatives. You're going yes, you're going to see how in the absolutely throat slashingly competitive field of clothing, the talented Miss Jennifer James. From the Lone Star State down in Dallas, Dallas mm-hmm. has designed clothes for women who look like women. Yes, I mean ladies who have delightful curves, which, <clears throat> which the matchstick model clothiers condescendingly refer to as plus-size women, but which we gentlemen ref- call ooh-la-la. So mm-hmm. hang with us because Jennifer James has done more than flourish her Jennifer James collection and her Active Ego clothing line. She has refined uh, that line, her lines, uh, to a corner that's of a surprisingly untapped market. And what is that untapped market? Well... We're going to let Jennifer tell you she'll do it much better than I can. So whether you are a global fashion forecaster, on the lookout for what women are hungry to wear today, like Emily, or if you are a noted business coach for lady business owners, moving entrepreneurs from survival into goddess mode, like Barbara, pull up your chair a little closer and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Jennifer, I'm so glad that you could put down your sketch pad and ledger and join us on the art of the CEO today and show us a little bit about how to bulldoze our way into the clothing market.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, well, this is, this is great. It's a very modestly put uh, uh, answer, but we are glad that you're here. Um, Jennifer, it's really no news to anyone that uh fashion designers and manufacturers of ladies clothing are seem to be uh blind aliens descended from Saturn certainly not Venus they they now start plus sizes at size 6 uh <laughs> how does that compare with reality the average size just, woman of the USA how how was it how real is
1: that yeah you know it's just really <laughs> You know, it is real astonishing. I mean, the model world, You, when you're six or even a size eight, that's considered plus size. And just compare with today's woman, it's just not as realistic. You know, the average size of a woman is between the age of a size 16 to 18, and it's just really mind-boggling for us to <laughs> – you know, see all of these fashion designers and all these brands, but their sizes are so limited for this undisturbed market of women, specifically for sizes 14 and up. And the tangible options out there are just really dull and just really lack, lack the personality um, that one would typically wear. So it's, it's, um, it's been a challenge.
0: Well, you know, I cannot imagine another industry that says, well, this segment of our market Really cares about style, and the rest of them don't. I mean, I imagine if you said that with cars, that everybody under thirty years old cares about st- right. about that, and, and people thirty-five, it's crazy. It's it's um, right. anyway. Don't get me started. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> unlike most sort of frenzied entrepreneurs, Jennifer, you you really sort of eased graciously into the Jennifer James collection and and uh, active ego. You you sort of got this business idea, and you turned it into a hobby, and then sort of into the burgeoning empire you're building today. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the uh, inspirations and, and, a, and a bit of your launch story, would
1: you? Sure, absolutely. You know, it's so funny. I, I love how you use the word hobby, because that's exactly what it was to me at the time. Um, I was working <laughs> uh, in the world of information technology, IT, and I was a project manager implementing electronic health record systems. Um, I truly... Um, had experienced a personal issue with not finding the clothes that I needed for my athleisure taste um, or activewear taste. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my daughter during pregnancy and post-pregnancy where I realized this is a huge issue. I mean, I was wearing some of the same, you know, outfits just to kind of get by. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've shopped in a lot of the major brands, a lot of the major retailers, and it's just, wasn't any apparel there that really, you know, had the personality I was looking for. You know, I wasn't no, seasoned, no. you know, I was younger. So I just went on the lamb and just started, you know, creating and designing my own thing. And then when the opportunity ceased, I took it into full-time gear.
0: <laughs> well, you certainly, that's, you sound like Bill Gates saying, <laughs> uh, so I decided to make a computer and see if it would work. I mean, you, you did that with such a <laughs> If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood and overly dependent upon realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our shows by listening to the, by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. We're on several stations live and a whole host of streaming internets, but theartoftheceo.com is the easiest way to find us. And, Jennifer, a large part of the active ego success is due to a sort of a rapier-sharp specific niche or niches that that you've chosen. And so to to help us kind of understand, I was wondering if you could give us a little grounding uh, in the clothing market. Who's taken over what segments and and, um, who's got what in in clothing today?
1: Yeah, so with clothing, I mean (laughs) – it's, you're either high or low. I mean, in my mind, you're either considered uh-huh. a luxury brand or you're considered a brand um, that has more affordable pricing, uh, which is great. Uh, what we've seen over the last year for sure is Amazon has been a, a monster with with really cutting yeah. out the middle market of just huh. retailers. Um, you'll see a bunch of stores closing, um, major retailers that were that were considered mid-price um, closing, because Amazon has done such a great job but not only um, – having new partnerships with brands but being able to be more efficient with their um shipping and just sales that they have online. And so, you know, what we what we've noticed with our brand is what's so unique is that we've you know, we can create tiers of our brand. You know, Active Ego is definitely an huh. affordable brand under our collection. Right. I mean who's really spending a right. hundred dollars on leggings when you can spend twenty five, thirty bucks these days? You know? My goodness, um, I wouldn't spend that much for legs, but anyway go ahead. <laughs> Listen, I mean, there's amazing things out there, um, such as the Lululemons, that definitely, you know, have great apparel, great apparel, and their and their, you know, leggings will average anywhere between eighty to one hundred and ten bucks, you know. And so, what we wanted oh to do is set the mark for our brand to not only have affordable pricing, but amazing quality, the same quality that you would get for a ninety-eight pair of pants from anywhere. So, based on our analysis, what we do understand is that the women's sizes are going up women are very much into not only going into retail shops purchasing, but also online. We've been very successful with being sufficient online, having a quick turnaround time for all of our shipping and merchandise, and just really going with the trends that we see today with athleisure wear.
0: That's interesting. I think it's uh, that it, it's so interesting that what you've got is is a good market analysis and a good understanding. Okay. And – so I'm going to call, it's early in the show, but I would like to say that Jennifer has just given us a quill pen moment, and that is, it's a profound truth, that's always existed in business, know your market, know who's doing what, and that allows you to come in and fill uh, the gaps. And one of the gaps, Jennifer, that you've filled is uh, the term active wear and leisure wear, and, and they're, that's kind of vague, so... Those two terms connote some very real changes in our society. I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't all that long ago that, that right. the idea of being better dressed meant more formally dressed, but now people right. aren't buying into that. Uh, so, what is active and leisure wear, and where are people wearing your outfits?
1: Sure. So active wear is what, you know, when you hear the term active wear, typically you would think performance, technical performance. There's something within the clothing um, that's giving you that technical athletic component to be able to work out right. and do your, your workouts better. Um, and leisure just, just really comes from just, it's almost like a cultural change, to be honest with you. You know, um, back, I would say that's 10 so. or 15 years ago, people would use wear active wear to actually work out. Now people wear right. active wear or compressionalized um apparel to go run errands huh. or to go to a soccer game or to go to the grocery store. So we've really just relaxed more as a culture and this athleisure is almost a perception now. You can wear the athleisure for style or you can wear it to go work on it if you you like. It's all about perception and just one's preference.
0: So I put on one pair of clothes for the day is what you're saying. And uh there is a style thing. You know, I always thought that a tan, you know how people love to get—they work so hard at getting a tan because a tan, in my perception, always shows athletic intent, and that makes you attractive. Is—is is there <laughs> some of this? Is that sort of true with with uh, active ego or or, or with general Absolutely. active work clothes?
1: Right. Absolutely. Not only am I not only do I want to be comfor- comfortable, because comfortable and fit is great, but I also want to be stylish. I want to look like it has yeah. some pizzazz and just especially as women, we're big on style. You know, we want to we want to look great and just be able to throw on our shoes, our sneakers, or maybe even pumps if we want, and not only be comfortable, but to be cute. You know, we just want to have those options and the and those athleisure wear in our brand specifically definitely gives you that flexibility.
0: Great. I'm a I'm a great fan of cute myself. <laughs> but I do <laughs> notice that something Now, you did something that I I thought was fascinating. Uh, uh, According to your uh, report, uh, about 25% of Active Ego's 2017 revenue streamed from uh, a a brilliant clothing brainstorm called Active Ego Sport, uh, which, as I understand, I think I'm going to say, I think I've got this right. It's plus-size clothing for sports fanatics, uh, yes. what is it in the U.S. culture that's making all this sports team wear such a blossoming, booming business? You know,
1: it's it's funny because, you know, the same women that are looking for the athleisure, you know, just being comfortable, want to actually have something to represent their favorite teams as well. Um, you know, <laughs> as a mom, and as a friend, and as, you know, just having – sisters around me and you know with us being plus size we go to games because we have children we have husbands and we we love being with our family and typically when you're going to sporting events um, when you go to the merchandise store me as plus size I'm either buying an oversized t-shirt or a deep v-neck shirt in pink and the options (laughs) in the stores are not how they should be or I'll come out with a keychain, or or really just buying everyone something but me. So I really took that as an opportunity as well to segue my way in the professional sports and collegiate sport world. Um, Just being able to say, hey, we should have our own section in the stores too. (laughs) You know, what about us? Why do we have to skim through the racks to find an extra large or extra, extra large? Why can't you say plus size section with all of our fan apparel and us be, you know, just as efficient shopping as as the average woman.
0: Now that's so what one we of consider the gaps. The average
1: woman.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well that's one of the gaps that, that active ego has gotten itself into that uh, is pretty un uh pretty open. It's uh not a lot of I, I w well, I'm think I'm correct in saying that uh you're entering that uh world but there's not a lot of uh, competition out there in that, is there?
1: No, and um, I think it's, you know, every brand or designer has their reasons for it. Um, I've just been so fortunate to be able to just follow my passion and what I believe it is. You know, all of mine is based off personal experience, but then I am touching women, um, thousands of women, (laughs) while I'm doing it. And I think as, as as, you know, time changes and as our sizes changes and the perception of what we consider plus size or not changes, I think everyone will jump on the bandwagon with it. I really do. There's some brands that are already entering into that segue. Um, so I don't think it'll be – I think it'll be a few more years before everyone just really, you know, jump onto it.
0: Well, I I think you're right. And it's, uh, certainly one of the things that I have witnessed and is that clothing has become uh, – less of a statement about how much cash you make, uh which it was until very recently, uh oh. into something that is stylish and, and makes you individually look good, but also is comfortable. Everybody wants to be comfortable for this is why God invented uh casual Fridays. Uh <laughs> that people people want that. And yes. and I think that this is something that is going to be, uh, it would, would would be fair to say that that's a direction that every good designer should have in mind from now on, right, or not?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, especially the sizing. Now, you know, casual clothes, evening gown, I think everyone has their passion, right, as designers, and I take pride in that as well. But just being able to have a range of sizes and just, you know, having this feeling of inclusion, you know, including everybody with what you do should be the mindset for all of us. Okay, I think
0: that's a great business uh, business gem right there. That the more inclusive you can be, markets are not a pie. Markets are an ever-expanding ripple in a pool in a large and endless lake. So, uh, with that very mixed metaphor and this uh, Jennifer's delightful noshing at today's feast of wisdom, I believe it's truly time to take a brief survey and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast. And the first first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And really, since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you define what you need to move forward and pinpoint those comrades that you need to enlist to help you? Or will you continue to ignore all the assets of all those folks around you and try to slug it out alone? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as the second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Whips books, which I have in my hand right now. And I'm thumbing, through, okay, here, here's our here's proper one. <clears throat> An entrepreneur is half dreamer half-doer, held together by the duct tape of stress. (laughs) What do you think, Jennifer? Did we get that one right?
1: Yes, you did.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm good. Well, you know, I I often feel that when you talk, uh, just just listening to, to Jennifer, you realize that stimulation and stress are really differing reactions from the same source. So maybe the next time your company plunges into one of those dream cruncher potholes, why not just sort of curse roundly, get up, smile, and take pride how you battle your way back to the surface. Just a thought. Easier to give, advice easier to give than uh, take sometimes. But if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit artsbooks.com, pick up your copy of 101 or the 102 Best Business Quips, and you will find yourself flowing forth a fountain of laughter that lightens the wearing load of all those fellows with whom you travail at work. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, The author, the name of the individual who said, the chief value of money is that one lives in a world in which it is vastly overestimated. (laughs) Those words were spoken by none other than the 20th century's most pinpricking curmudgeon, the ripper of all religions and pomposities, Mr. H. L. Mencken. So congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way comes yet another uh, quotation, and if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that stage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com, that's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul and career-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And before we slip back into a, something more attractively comfortable, with clothier Ms. Jennifer James, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that benefirm, beneficial firm I'm sorry, uh, is Leadership USA. You, you all know, my friends, that... Uh, that the energy and inspiration flow downhill. They come from the leadership at the top, and you need both inspired and energized leaders to increase your sales because that's what we're all about here. So I've got to tell you that Leadership USA has assembled the absolute highest level faculty around these here in the United States. These are the trainers the elite ladies and gentlemen who command those princely sums from the global Fortune 500. And Leadership USA makes them available to you and your business for a surprisingly affordable sum. And all I can say is it is the best investment your training dollar is ever going to get you, and it's going to give you the best ROI. Flourishing your revenue. So learn a little bit about becoming a member of Leadership USA, selecting the seminars that will serve you most effectively, and rubbing shoulders with the right kind of folk and people who count, just visit leadershipusa.biz. That's leadershipusa.biz. And then just stand back and watch your team. It's absolutely astound you. Carpe diem, my friend. And now with all our utensils in hands, let's get back to active ego. Into the game with Jennifer James, who has good clothes for very real women, and the um, <clears throat> entrepreneur who has niched all her togs in just the right places. Jennifer, now you have done something yes. very cleverly, which we college men have been doing for years, uh, and that is you have named rather than lettered. Your bra sizes, as I understand it, you have cup offerings such as Inspire Justice Excellence, all corresponding to a feeling rather than a measuring tape. where did that idea yeah. come from?
1: You know, to me, um, sizing is what can be discouraging for a lot of women, um, or just anyone mm. in general. And I wanted to focus oh, yeah. more on feel. I wanted to focus more on feeling than I did feeling and fit more than I did size, numeric sizes. And so I figured, why not have an amazing size chart that has size names that's empowering to one, and it gets bolder and bolder as the sizes go up. But then on the (laughs) far right-hand side of the chart, just say similar to size X, Y, and Z, similar size to size, you know, 14, 16, whatever the case Uh may be. So that people focus more on the feeling and the awesomeness of the brand and the size, rather than the size, the actual numeric sizes of the item.
0: I, I am so glad you do that because men and women uh, come into the store and with this sort of inferiority uh, thrust at them, and. If you're trying to sell a brand, if you're trying to get your clothing out there, that's what they call in technical business terms, stupid. Uh, you should be inclusive, the very the very word you use. So good for you. Uh, now, now Jennifer, you've recently partnered with the Dallas Wings and several collegiate teams to get your stores into their outlet uh, for your particular your your active eco sport. Tell us how does the new kid, the designer. Uh, sees that kind of profitable connection. How how did you go about it and how does one?
1: You know, I am just a little bit more traditional reaching out and just, you know, taking that risk. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is no. Um, Specifically, um, when I designed and manufactured the Dallas Wings for the last season, um, I just reached out Uh to the current um, chief marketing officer at the time and say, hey, I see a gap and I'm willing to fill it um let's kind of test this do like a test run and see how it goes and just miraculously it just worked out and um it was just a really good feeling to know that you know, to see fans actually you know purchasing your apparel and just being excited about what you're doing um was great i think you know there had been a few complaints with their you know fans saying you know where's the apparel where wh- what can i buy to wear that will fit me and so it was just ended up being a good timing and um Good solution for what they needed. Well
0: you yes, I think you really were filling a a a much needed gap and uh and you did. But if I were looking to get some of my own clothes in there's a my, my own line uh in in the, in the closed business or some other, what are some of the – you've got one or two good tips for me if uh, in, in making an approach and approaching some uh, large existing entity like, like the Dallas Wings?
1: Yes, be fearless. I mean, I think being organized, knowing your worth and your value and understanding huh. that you have a solution to the problem that they have um, is really right. a great – the first tip I would give you. Do it, and that being fearless means doing your research. You know, not being afraid ah. to understand the advantages, the disadvantages, or the pros and cons, I would say, of what you're doing. You know, um, a lot of these people, exec- especially executive level, um, they know that there's, you know, there's always things that can be better, but it's very impressive when you can come to them with a solution to problems that they already know exist, and, uh, or even bringing up something, you know, that you've experienced personally that you think they would be interested in. It's almost like pitching you know um nothing is guaranteed but if you're organized you have your data facts and statistics and you feel that you have a solution to a problem that they need anyone's open to hearing that you know it's all about it's all about doing your research and being fearless the second thing i would say is your messaging your messaging oh. has to resonate with what they need i mean you know sometimes you know it may take people you know 15 20 minutes to really say this one line that they're looking to hear um, time is so precious, right. so I would, I would, I would, I would tell anyone to not only be able to do your research and, and know that you can add value, but to also make sure you're conveying a message that resonates uh, with what that resonates with their customer base. And for me, it was the fans. So um, those are the two tips I would recommend um, anyone to consider um, when they're looking to go into this line of business.
0: Oh, that's, that's excellent. I, I love your idea that knowledge breeds courage, and rightly so. Yep. And the other, the other idea, it, it's so true. I, I have seen so many entrepreneurs get up and make pitches, and they tell the glorious wonders of their product and how beautifully technically it was put together. And until finally, the guy who's going to invest in it says, could we get to the money You know, in other words, he's not giving it, he's not talking about what this guy needs to hear. I don't care if it was made with titanium. I want to know, am I going to get what percentage return in the first five years? That's what I'm here for. Uh, Anyway, good for you. Um, Jennifer, uh, the rumor around the, going on with what this uh, the rumor around the fashion mags is that active ego is going to make a Hail Mary pass and Setting, you're setting the sights on the Dallas Cowboys sportswear partnership. That's a pretty daunting challenge. How how would one go about that? How does what's it take?
1: You know, Jerry is Jerry Jones is not an easy shell to break. <laughs> you know, I really <laughs> I'll I bet more than any first of all, the Dallas Cow I'm born and raised in Dallas. I am a huge Dallas Cowboys oh. fan. Um, we go to plenty Good of be. games and There's nothing like being able to go to a Dallas Cowboys store and find something for you, right? And so right right, now, you know, um, just really, you know, with that process not only do you have to have the NFL league license, but you need to have a Dallas Cowboys license once you even get past the NFL. Um, So Dallas Cowboys may be a little bit more challenging for me and the team, but I promise you we will crack through. Um, I'm hoping that this upcoming season We can either get in talks, because I have a crazy fan base, and they are really, really wanting – I've had a lot of inquiries of women saying, hey, you know, you're entering this professional sports. uh, Is the Cowboys on your list, or is this team on your list? So it's been a little challenging, but I am sure Jerry will give me the opportunity, or Jerry and team will give me the opportunity to at least do a test run just to see how it goes. I think they would be miraculously shocked on how well sales would be.
0: I think Jerry should give himself the opportunity quite frankly and i i'm sure <laughs> you it will Absolutely. be something that works out well for both of you um right.
1: jennifer, you know, i
0: uh, uh, uh jennifer um i'm i'm interested in in your clientele you're talking about your fan base and the people who wear your clothes uh i i'm a greatest Believers, in the words of my father, that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, but the prettiest distance is a curve. And I'm just wondering that if nowadays uh, women uh, are taking pride in their feminine figures, or are they getting that for the first time when they start wearing your clothes?
1: I think women all over are just taking pride in general, but I think it just puts the cherry on top. You You can not only internally look great, but externally look even better and I just feel like it's just a trend that's going and that will forever keep going and it's just really setting a mark for something bigger and better in the future again for this underserved market.
0: And I've I've got to ask this this is uh I feel I I feel I've got to what about how do you fend off those people who insist that you're really only catering to uh, encouraging obesity and making people making health, poor health choices? How do you how do you handle Sure.
1: That? Sure. So one thing to point out, too, um, before I answer that question, is that Active Ego, yes, is a brand specifically for, um, you know, the plus size woman, but I do also have and manage other brands that are inclusion as well. And when I what I would say to those people are, what are we going to wear and work out in in the meantime? <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. yeah. Healthy, being healthy is great, and I think it's a journey that we all are on, but we should all have the option to be able to wear the apparel that's needed in order to get that our goal accomplished. So I don't think it's just our brand or just my focus on size at all. Um, but my question would be why leave this why leave this community out? <laughs> so uh,
0: excellent I think answer, go good both for you.
1: Ways. We are very Jennifer. I we're. we're so, yeah.
0: Well, it's great. We're running. We're running a little low on time. I'm afraid, uh, very sadly, but. I, I just want to make sure, if I am interested in any of the lines on the Jennifer James collection, of which you are president and CEO, and I, how might I get, or, or I'm looking for a speaker, or perhaps I'm looking for someone to partner with, how do I get a hold of Jennifer, and how do I get a hold of uh, your marvelous clothing lines?
1: Absolutely. So you can visit www.myactiveego.com to shop our apparel. You can also get a hold of me um, via email at hello h e l l o at myactiveego double e's there dot com. Um, we are available. Great. We also have our social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. They're all myactiveego. So reach out anytime. We would love to service new customers or talk about new partnerships.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming by. This is this has just been a. a, a realm of rollicking fun for me. I've I really enjoyed it, and I've learned an awful lot, and particularly about how to deal with, with one of the toughest industries to make your way in. So thank you very much for coming on, and we're going to have to have you back again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bart. It was a great time.
0: Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Now, as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who was it who said, if your only goal is to become rich, you will never achieve it. And the author of this quote, is a little hint to you, uh, was one who should know because he was America's first billionaire and the individual who claimed that his greatest pleasure was to watch his dividends roll in. And so if you know the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at for an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, statistics show that you have a better chance of of being hit by lightning than having your online ad clicked on. And our marketing team always seems to insist we buy more of them. Anyway, to you gleefully sharing this piece, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as uh, Jennifer and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you.